Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Porcupine, brother and sister bears. I'm at another. What's up? How's it going? Good. I hope so. I don't know. I'm not your dad. But you could come support me anyway. <laughs> support me any way you can. Uh, come on. Support Adam Nutter right here. Follow me at Adam Nutter on all the social media and stuff like that. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. All I really care about is Twitter, actually. Just go follow me on Twitter. Uh, shows coming up. This this, this is live. So this Saturday, Chalfont, right by Philly, like 40 minutes away from Philly, 30 minutes away from Philly. Uh, shop shop Pennsylvania, the pop in our monthly show. We do there two shows, seven and nine 30 tickets still available for the first show. I think only like five left for the late show. So if you're coming, get those tickets now. Uh, Natalie Cuomo is, is going to be there. You guys all know her from gas digital and all that stuff. Uh, drop tent.com slash events for tickets for that and buy a shirt. Please buy a shirt. Go buy a shirt. Support me. And my endeavors <laughs> go buy a porcupine shirt. You get your white shirts, you get your black shirts, you got your disobey your local nutter shirt with artwork from Top Lobster himself. Go get your shirts, droptent.com slash store. Oh shit, I forgot the big place I wanted to mention. I'm gonna be. I forgot April 30th, the end of this month, April 30th, up in New Hampshire. I'll be at the shell. Uh 8 p.m. Come on out to that. Tickets available again for that. Droptent.com slash uh events for that. Uh so get them. This yes, yeah, the end of the month, April thirtieth. All right. Enough about me, uh, guys. My guest tonight, you know him, you love him from the Blackbird Podcast. Give it up for my man, Mister James Gentleman. How are you, Woo! sir? All right. Th- <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. Thank you, Adam, for having me on tonight. It's uh, so I've seen you perform three times. Uh, yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to talk about something other than your penis. Although, if that should happen to pop up, I'm happy to talk about it. Hey. No promises. <laughs> right? It might come up. It might not. I don't know. I'm a comic. It's my brain's yeah. always rattling around dicks. That's how it works. Uh, I, yeah, I have a question. I have a question yes. about that, though. Why? Like, maybe you don't know this because it's women and you don't understand women any more than anybody else. Sure. But why do chicks like dick jokes so much? I, I, I was amazed. So I was, at, I was at this thing. It was you and Kyle Ruff and Robbie Bernstein and... Oh, like in Texas, yeah, down oh, on down fun, on Lockhart, yeah. it was a, it was a blast. But you were there, the, yeah, I was. Well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I I used to I I don't know if I still do. Like Renegade University is kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, um, I worked for them for oh, you know, okay for I a long time. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we were at this thing, and uh, like it was mostly dudes. It was kind of a libertarian-ish thing. Um, but there were there was like this group of maybe like five or six chicks sitting on the front row and just just absolutely wrapped with you and yeah. Kyle especially do the dick jokes a lot like uh, Robbie does too but his is mostly political stuff but they were yeah. loving it they were just hanging on your every word and just cracking up laughing harder than anybody else like in the in the possession of a dick in that audience do you have any insight on that like what what's the what's the sense of humor? I- I don't know. And it's, it's, I've, I've kind of, we talked about that a little bit too. Like I've noticed, like, listen, of course dudes find dick jokes, right? Funny. Like sure. that's one-on-one as a growing up as a guy, they're like, oh, look at this fucking dick. <laughs> it's like, whatever, like, <laughs> like, you know, it looks like a pencil, looks like a stapler, whatever. It's like a funny thing to talk about. So we all find that inherently funny pretty much. And if you don't, you're a liar. Like, sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're lying. Like there's, you do, you, there's some part of you that does, like, even if you're like a 
like I'm a judge or like I'm a serious guy and like no dick jokes. But like if someone's like, yo, know, dick looks like like a fucking like Thanos, you might be like, this party is like, okay, it's funny. Like it, it just is. Like it just is who we are. I think with chicks, it's like they don't know what it's like, but they hear us talk about it all the time, right? I think it has to do with so it's like they have an insight of what it might be like. So I think they're just hearing a very farcical version of what it's like to have a dick. So they think it's funny. I, I think that's what it is. I don't know. I could just I could be way fucking wrong. But that's how we were trying to figure that out. I think it's what it is. It's like it's just like it's weird, like, oh, that's how it must really be. Like, that's crazy. And they find it funny, but it's really like, no, I'm 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 fucking playing this up. <laughs> like this isn't real. <laughs> do do straight guys appreciate like Amy Schumer's vagina bo- uh, jokes? No one appreciates Amy Schumer's vagina. Okay. <laughs> It's not a fair. It's not fair to say to me, dude. It's not fair to me. No one finds her funny. How dare sure. you? Yeah. Uh, so there is a thing, and I know like female comics be like, "That's because you're sexist or whatever." But it's like, I, it's not as funny when chicks talk yeah. about their vagina. It's just not. And I think from a dude's perspective, subconsciously, well, straight guys anyway, right? Like straight guys are like, "I fuck that hole." That's like my favorite plot. <laughs> like, I don't, why are you talking about it like that? Like, I don't want to hear bleeding and like b- baby stuff. Like, so Sasha were like, no, that's meant for sex time only. Like, don't talk about it. Like, what I about, don't know. What about women that say suck my dick? I think that's awesome. <laughs> I do too. I, that, those are, those are that's the best, awesome. like, those are the best women in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, right, I, I cool. dig that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it's completely weird. hijacked your interview and turned it into my own interview. Not at all. That's no, all. this is not an interview show. This is a hangout <laughs> show. We don't interview oh, good, here. Good. Uh, oh, oh, no, I interviewed <clears throat> Scott Horton because Scott Horton, you know, you can't not interview Scott Horton. Yeah, yeah. He, he just he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking talks. I I had I had Horton on to it was right right as right as right after the election and um, we were supposed to do like a Trump postmortem, but we did like a history lesson from Jimmy Carter up through George W. Bush and didn't talk about Trump for more than a 10 seconds or so <laughs> I, I i had not really honed my interviewing chops at that point so i, I couldn't like steer him in the direction that i wanted to you go you can't steer scott you, you can't. Just go, <laughs> scott, what, do you, what do you think about the war he's like pick one and you're like i yeah. don't know iraq and you're like you got two hours i told a story <laughs> but i'll tell it again so i did comedy at the delaware convention and i said i was an hour and 45 minutes from my house okay so heist calls me as i'm leaving at like five o'clock and he's like, yo, you on the way? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm literally in my driver's seat in my parking lot. Like, I'm about to pull out. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, Scott just got on. So I'm sure by the time you get here, like, you know, we'll be eating dinner and shit. And then I'm sure you guys will go on. I'm like, all right, cool. We have plenty of time. Then. Hour 45 down. I get out. I have my uh, one, of my, one of my openers with me, Blaze. Get out. We're walking up. And uh, he's like, what are they eating dinner? I'm like, I think so. Because, like, yeah, it took like an hour 45 to get here. And, like, as I'm saying that, I'm hearing a microphone go off. And I'm like, is that from inside? I'm like, oh, I guess they're just giving out like instructions or something like that. And I'm getting closer. I'm like, no, that sounds like a speech. I'm getting closer. I'm like, is that fucking Scott Horton still? Like, dude, he spoke for two hours and 40 minutes, I think, or two and a half hours because I got there. He was still speaking. And then I was there for 20 extra minutes and he was still speaking. (laughs) (laughs) So he did like a two hour, two and a half hour speech. And he had to say, Last thing, I'll leave on this 17 times. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Scott's an animal. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't like guy Scott. Um, all right, cool. So, I grew up like just obsessed with stand up and improv. Um, so like I really admire what you do. 
And so, like, that's why I've seen you three times. Like, I, I bought tickets to see you. It's insane. Like, and I've, I've traveled. Not like I haven't traveled to see you. Yeah, no, but like, saying. I've yeah, traveled yeah. to I've traveled to places and spent money to, um, you know, see stand up. Yeah, uh, I, I actually just drove to Dallas to see John Mulaney because he's like my favorite. Mulaney's very good. Dude. Although yeah. he fucking he went all political this in this one. Like, he talked about his intervention, which was hilarious. It was just a it was basically a roast of Nick Kroll. Um, okay. But uh, but then he he just went straight political and yeah, you know I mean he's a Chicago progressive of like, course he, so anyway that was yeah. a little, that was a little disappointing but uh it was it was a great show I you know I don't I don't I don't regret going or anything like that but anyway uh, like how did I'm really turning this into an interview how did you get, <laughs> no, how did you how did you how did you get started like how did you know you were gonna be a comic Uh dude I I I didn't I mean like I always loved like I mean I, I was I was just saying last night like uh, I grew up listening to Open Anthony right and like the shit like that oh sure so yeah. like I was always like oh like Trace O'Neill Jim Norton like those guys like I grew up with those guys listening to those guys every fucking day like in the radio and I was like oh I think I love this shit like in in like I think I want to try this and then at 18 I went to the fucking comic strip in New mm. York and I went to my very first open mic nice. that was it <laughs> I was like Patrice O'Neill was the first comic I ever saw live uh, I how had great. I had no idea who he was. Like I, I just, I wanted to go to a comedy show. Um, I finally like had the money car and time to do it. So I bought tickets. Me and my brother went and saw him. Um, it was absolutely hilarious uh, to yeah. hear. And like, I didn't know that he was so admired. Like, like he was like a comics comic to oh, hear Dave dude. Smith, just like eulogize him still yeah. to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, really cool. really, it's really cool. Him. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Like knew yeah. him, knew him. Uh, I've met him twice. I met him once as a, right before I got into comedy and once is like a brand new comic. And, uh, yeah. and he was my favorite comic of all time. He's a fucking goat dude. Like in my opinion, like it's him. And then like Chappelle and Burr and like other guys, like, you know, it's like, he's first man. And like, it, it, he's a, a classic case of like, I refuse to play the system. Yeah. So like, I won't be as famous as they should be. Yeah. Because he was like, like they, dude, there were stories of him. Go back and listen to like, uh, unfortunately when he passed, Opie and Anthony had like on like all the comics the next day and you could pull up on YouTube and listen to that shit, dude. It, it was, it was great. Cause like there's stories of him, how like he was at a comedy central taping like, at some show and some like executive was there and he just turns to the executive. He's like, why, like why you stink? Like, he's like, you, you, he's like, you suck at picking shows. He's like, you run this network. Like, is this trashing this executive of comedy central? Like to his, like, I'm bad. Like he doesn't give a shit. And like mm -hmm. stories like that, or reasons why like people didn't know him like as a household name because he just didn't yeah do that shit but he was the fucking best there but yeah comedy is great too because it's such a good outlet to like you know just talk shit <laughs> like and like express your dumb thoughts into the fucking world and be like it's like honestly this just sounds fucking dumb and lame but like making people laugh is enjoyable like it does feel good. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I know it's a lame thing to say, but like it does, it's like a cool oh, thing to do. Well, and my partner, my partner's super funny. Like he could do stand up if he if he would sit down and try just like, it. Write, write a few minutes. Try it. Yeah, we've got we've got open mics here in Minneapolis all over the do place. It. The Acme, Acme Comedy Club is kind of legendary, I guess. Oh um, yeah, it's an old school. Uh, it's, an <clears> old, yeah. it's been around for a bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like we we've we've even both of us, although I really only did it for him entered the funniest person in Minneapolis contest. And then we both got COVID. So we, we had to skip it. Uh, maybe that was like the universe being like, maybe you guys don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're doing, but yeah, no, I, I really hope because like, I don't, I don't know how to write jokes. Like I, I'm not a good writer. I'm not, I'm just not very, it's not that I'm not creative, but like, uh, I don't really, I don't really like, I'm not good at chess either. And I feel like comedy is a little bit like chess. Um, in that you kind of have to see, you kind of have to see where you're going 
a few moves ahead Dude, in order to gotta, be really good. I got to show you right now what I was playing waiting for you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. So I was playing chess. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm terrible at chess. And like listening to Jeremy, Jeremy Kaufman on your show, uh, like, yeah. like the, the, the most recent episode that's posted yeah, yeah. on the podcast. Before, before you, yeah. Um, talking about how, uh, like, you know, we have to get from 2% to 5%. Like Justin Amash is mm -hmm. great at getting from 30% to 50%. That kind of thing is, that would never even cross my mind. I'm just not a good strategist. Um, like I'm, I'm a pretty good tactician. I'm super curious, which makes me a pretty good interviewer. Same. Yeah. I'm um, but like, but like thinking, thinking that far ahead, uh, is not really my strong suit. It's just not. So, dude, it's well, first of all, I have brain trauma from uh, fucking years of sports and like car accidents and shit. So like, I have a hard time, uh, puzzle solving now, uh -huh. which is like, like mathematically or scientifically or mathematically true. Like a doctor was like, you're done with puzzles. So I was like, okay, it doesn't sound too super scientific. <laughs> but it's like, the doctor's like, you, you can't, you can't connect dots anymore. And I'm like, all right. So like, I have like a, so like uh puzzles, like jigsaw or anything like that. Like I'll like, I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> like I hate it. Like I hate him. I hate him. But with things like chess and stuff, I still realize like, even though that is kind of like a puzzle, it's like a game puzzle, I guess, or like a working, I don't know, but like it helps my, strengthen my brain a little more than it does hurt it like it's it's the opposite i feel like of like a jigsaw puzzle something like that i don't know so i feel like chess definitely helps strengthen my fucking brain but i also like this is a weird the whole thinking ahead thing like you're saying like planning ahead of time and, and yeah. stuff and you're like oh i'm not good at that you know where i got a lot of that from video games as a kid really okay well my partner's a, a gamer too yes. like it's in fact, in fact, he's not only a gamer, but he's like a competitive melee player. Oh, which, I'm not I mean, like that's, that. that's crazy. That's like yeah. that's like super fast paced fighting. Yes. Game. Yeah. Oh, um, I suck at fighting games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's hard. So to talk, dude. that's like that's like that's like chess on a screen, really. I mean, yeah. Uh, what what? So, like, OK, I'll give you an example of like thinking super far ahead in a video game. Yeah. And why do why like comedy and chess? And this is actually really interesting that you brought that up. I never really equated all those things. Until, but you're making a great point. I play this game called Hell Let Loose. Okay, it's like a very realistic World War II first-person shooter, essentially. Okay, so like it's not it's not like Call of Duty, where like you know you like jumping around, shooting. It's like two shots, you're dead. Like no sights, yeah. no fucking. You know, it's very realistic, and it's like you know kind of like enemy line versus enemy line, but the map is very big. So what I kind of discovered was I could instead of just en engaging head on with everybody else and like you know just take a chance dying and waiting to respawn all the shit i could just kind of run parallel mad far then up and then parallel again and get behind them which takes in that game like 10 like eight minutes of just running like without uh -huh. shooting or seeing it it's like actual like eight straight eight minute <laughs> runtime we're just like <laughs> like sitting there run but like that's me being like oh i'm just shooting for i'll get like 20 kills before I get shot, because I'm gonna be from behind them, and they, and again, it's realistic. So I, it's like I could use one clip and kill like twenty guys, <laughs> like uh. one. So, but that's me thinking so far the fuck ahead. When most people are like, I'm just gonna run to this the objective and just fight. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I'm gonna go around. I do that with a lot of things, though. Like a lot of things, I'll think like I'll try to outthink. It's by the way, it's detrimental also. Like, I'll think myself too, <laughs> but like I do that all the time. Like so, you don't do that. Like I'm, I guess I'm like the minority. I guess I don't know. I thought that was like, a normal thing. We're like. You just out. Oh, you did you freeze? Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's I, I think this is fucking shit hotel internet that he has. Now I have to vamp and just fucking talk. Damn it. I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> tell, tell me. Tell me if you guys, if he froze in your screen too. Let me know.
And of course, Audrey's giving you compliments when you're not here and you're frozen. God damn it. James is one of my favorite people I met in Billsport. Looking forward to hanging in Reno. Uh, yeah, you guys are going to Reno too. Fuck, man. I wanted to go so bad. So I was supposed to do. Yeah, he did, right? Okay. Well, he'll come back. I just got a vamp now. Uh, oh, yo, Josh, you want the fucking StreamYard link and you want to fill in for. Uh, I know, Allison. I know. I got it. I got it. Josh, you want the StreamYard link? <laughs> or, I mean, let's see, no, he'll, he'll probably come back. He'll probably come back. He'll probably come back. It's fine. But if he does in like five minutes, I'm going to go to you. Uh, the Reno thing's a bummer. Cause I was supposed to do the there he is. I was supposed to do the fucking show with Dave and 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 Robbie, and I can't. Uh, hey, hey, okay. Listen to me when I tell you this. If you ever listen to a podcast with you know maybe a comedian as the host, um, and that host is advertising a VPN, do not buy that VPN. And if you do buy that VPN, don't have it on when you're guesting on someone some other comedian's podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't me. I didn't recommend having a host. <laughs> yeah, while it protects your browsing history and all that other stuff, uh, it how, also how tends much, to just drop. How much of you did you? How much of what did you hear? Not. Uh, I heard. Are you there? Did you drop? Oh shit! Oh, okay, and so then, then you heard the yeah. majority of it. So I was yeah. I was okay. saying like. <laughs> I was saying, like, so no, you you get like you don't do that. You don't like overthink like that. Like, I thought it was like a normal. No, fuck. <laughs> no I no, it probably is normal. Like, I'm probably just an idiot, really. I no, mean, I feel like. See, I don't know. I feel like it's not because I, I, again, well, if it was normal, then everyone in the game would be doing it. I feel. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, and there's a reason that like you know, not everyone is Michael Heiss, and not everyone is right. you, and not everyone is me. I mean, like right, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a pretty damn good interviewer. Like, I, I really I, you're I don't want to. I don't. Dude. I don't want to toot my own horn, but like that's that's one of my strong suits. Um, yeah, yeah. I could not run a political action committee. Like the, Michael Heiss has a particular set of skills, um, and I also am not very good at Call of Duty type games. So you know, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing is like a lot of times people like you know especially in the party uh, like hey you want to run for I go no no <laughs> the don't. answer is no like the I'll be behind you know yeah I'll be behind the scenes like I will give you my best advice and I will make phone calls and go knock on doors and stuff for you but I'm not I'm not gonna be the face of the campaign. No, I say this all the time. I go, uh, Bucks County board rep is the furthest I'm going to be. Like, that's what, that's the furthest I'm going to be in this fucking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to run for fucking Senate, mayor, dude, fuck. Like, mayor would be funny. I think if I run for mayor, like, Newtown Borough, which is like where I live, like, that's a joke. It's like, you know, it'd be kind of funny to be like, I'm fucking mayor of Newtown Borough, dude. It's crazy. But like, if you start running for serious shit, I have a theory, which is true, probably, which we kind of all think is true, but they just have to really fuck with you. Like, like they'll start digging through your closet. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. opposing, like, and I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want no, that. Dude. I mean, we you gotta yeah. worry about that inside the Libertarian Party. Like, oh yeah, true that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, which is a good point to bring up uh, the Keystone thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I've been to two PA conventions. Thank God I don't have to go again. Um, because it's expensive. Getting to Pennsylvania is expensive. It's more expensive it? to fly there than it is to fly to Texas or Florida. Um, really? And I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's yeah, just why? the time of year or something like that. Cause really? you know, I've been, it's been both, both times have been kind of in the spring. So maybe that's what it is. I don't really know, but, uh, shout out for, Oh my God. James is the best interview in the space. No offense to anyone else. I agree, but Josh, uh, I will be banning you now. Cause how dare you say that on my show? So <laughs> Josh is the best, the best that's fiction me. writer. In the no, space. he's the best. Nothing. Don't compliment him. <laughs> no, he's great. He's such a, he's, his book, his book is so good though. Like he's a, he's a He's the best at goading me into fucking. In, I burn myself. Uh, nobody, nobody fucking. Like, uh, hey, you hear about the dragon drink? And I went like, "What's dragon drink? Like, dragging my balls in your face." Oh my I had God. to fall for that a hundred fucking times on Twitter. 
It's so annoying. I always fall for it. He got to the point where he just boy cry wolf me now. I'm like, I don't even respond to you on Twitter anymore, Josh. <laughs> I don't want to get insulted anymore. Oh, he's you. also Canadian, so it's also, I don't it's know. true. It's a strike against yeah. him. He's Canadian. He's I kind of have a I kind of have a um why don't you put Audrey's comment up there? I did. You were gone. Oh, did you? Oh, good. I must have frozen. Is that is that Audrey from um Philly? DTOP. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audrey, Best. you need to you need to head to Minneapolis. Um Oh yeah, you're a Vikings fan though, so maybe I don't know, maybe in the fall. Anyway, we, we no, were talking. Who's a Vikings fan? He's an Eagles fan. Audrey. No, Audrey's a Vikings e- fan. What? Right, Audrey. Put it in the chat. Audrey, no, are you Eagles. A fan? I think. Oh, I think she left. Actually, yeah, I'm a Giants fan, so oh, it's irrelevant. But, <laughs> but I would love. To, that'd be sick to go see a fucking uh, Vikings game, though. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never been to a Vikings game. I'm not. They're, they're, football and hockey, like the cost to benefit ratio, is just not big for me. Dude, I will go. I will go sit in the sun at a Twins game. Like I'll I'll go do it. I'll go to a doubleheader if I if if I can get tickets. Um, in okay. fact, I do every time. That if any, so I'm from Dallas originally. So anytime the Rangers are in town, I do go to the Twins versus Rangers game. And if I'm in Dallas, if I happen to be down there during baseball season, I usually try to catch a Ranger game when I'm there too. Um, so then you but, agree with me that hockey is the best live sport to go to? Hockey is. Hockey? No, I think baseball what? and basketball beat hockey. Baseball's uh, and, so boring. <laughs> no, well, but you're sitting in the sun and you're getting drunk. That's that's my big thing. I'm not a I'm not a big sports guy. Like I'll sit. Actually, uh, football is super strategic, and I'll sit there yeah. and um, like watch them kind of do like their maneuvers and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and wonder wonder how they knew like what the best play was going to be. That's how dumb I Yo. am when it comes to that. <laughs> my my dad, my dad's the opposite. He was he was the head coach of like several football teams. Oh, and, awesome. I mean, little, little little kid football teams. Yeah. Um, but still, like they all went undefeated because he just knew how to call plays. Like I, I don't really know what the no no. That's like uh, if you look at like I'm a football nerd. I grew up. I played for a long time. I like, you know, I played full contact from like 11 to like 25 years old. I played like for a, for oh, wow. a while. Yeah. yeah. I played Did for you a play while. college? I was supposed. All right. So I got partially recruited to D2 New Haven. Okay. And then uh, they had a money issue with the school mm. and they had to like suspend the team. And then I also oh, got, uh, so and I also got partially kind of like recruited to Iona. But by the time I, a New Haven thing dropped out, I went to Iona and they were like, mm. nah, too late. Like we're already too deep into camp. Like we don't need you now. Like fuck. Damn. So I had to play semi pro in Jersey, which sounds cooler than it is. It's it, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's 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 just like adults playing football, pretty much in full pads. Like it's it's just not the same. Okay, so hockey live. Hockey is great live. So far, if you if you're if you're up top in the arena, yes. Um, you got to see the entire ice. Otherwise, yes. otherwise you can't tell what the hell's going on. I agree. Okay, cool. Then yeah, I, I think we're. Really agree. I love going I, to minor second- league hockey. Dude, yes, oh, we have um the Phantoms uh up in not yeah. too far from us. I don't know if Dallas still does, but they used to have the freeze, and we'd go there like you know several times a season because the tickets were like ten bucks. I mean, you could, it was a really cheap way to like you know give kids something to enjoy in the winter. Yeah, like like hockey. You no, know what's great about hockey though, like live, it's so fast paced. Like there's no stop. It's like there's mm-hmm. so little stoppage of play. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is like action, and it's like forty bucks <laughs> like for a ticket. I mean, yeah. not like at MSG. Like if you're like I'm a Rangers fan, so like if I want to go to MSG, I'm like I'm spending. Like $108, like, you know, but like, if you want to go to like a lower, a smaller market, dude, you could get fucking like, go to, go to where the coyotes, the coyotes, I think had to move to like a college arena. Cause like they, oh, they really? don't have, I think so. I think they play now at like a college or I'm almost positive. The coyotes Weird. play like a college arena. It's sad, but like how cheap <laughs> are those tickets? 15 bucks. Fuck yeah. It's awesome. Like yeah. for a professional well, sports team. 
Minneapolis, of course, Minnesota is the state of hockey. Like they've got a big song that they sing at halftime and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like, I've been to a few, fuck, uh, why is it wild? Is it? Yeah. The Timberwolves is basketball. Wild is hockey. That's right. Uh, that's how much, that's how sportsy I am. (laughs) Uh, I've been to a few of their games. They're a lot of fun. There's the fans, like the crowd really makes it for you because, you know, I mean, everybody here is obsessed with hockey. Um, even like the high school hockey is televised. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's big. Um, it, that's like how like uh, uh, high school football is in the South. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's like they'll they'll show it on like ESPN three and two, like on, yeah. on Friday night. And you're like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> like like Hoover High. You ever see that school in Alabama? Uh uh-uh. Okay. You're you're old. You're old. How old are you? If you don't mind. 39. Okay, I'm 35, so we're around the same age. So do you remember yeah, this uh, show on MTV back in the day called Two Days? Uh, probably. It was like 2004, five-ish around there, and okay. it was like it was a reality show, but it followed the kids at Hoover High School, and it's Hoover High, Alabama. Okay. And it was is as as guy by the name of uh, Rush Probst was the head coach at the time, and uh, it they were like a fucking absolute powerhouse. Like of of a high school football team, like you know, it was win state, like fucking it. But it turns out like they had a massive like recruiting scandal, and the guy had left and like scan and and all this shit. But like, yeah, they were like, it's like they, their arena was as big, or some of those schools they played at was as big as some low college, mm-hmm. like some like like D two college schools. And you're like, that's fucking crazy. They could support that there, like yeah. in Texas and shit. They could support a full like size stadium like that for it's high. Not, school. My my high school. So my high school was in like in a Catholic league. Uh, when Same. I was playing, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're now, they're now UIL and they play, I mean, you know, they go for state and everything. Um, but we did. So now their stadium is insane. Like it's got a press box and like, bl- like real bleachers and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, you know, back then it looked like a, you know, a, it's like a cut rate. Just, yeah. It's <laughs> just a, a field with like some benches around it. Um, but we did, we used to play Odessa Permian, the, uh, the, oh, yeah. in, in Friday yeah, Night Lights. Friday, Friday yeah, Night Lights. Yeah. Um, so that was they, that was pretty interesting you up? to see them come. Were out. they really good? <laughs> they did. We were, um, yeah. especially like my freshman year. I think we we won one game. Our 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 head coach was a Cowboys cornerback, and it was oh. his first time. His name's Robert Williams, um, and it was his first year ever coaching. And they just gave him the they gave him the freshman football team because like, hey, we've got a Dallas Cowboy. Like, right. we better make him a head coach. Turned out he's not a very good head coach. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't translate because so, you can play. Yeah, so they made it. So at, you know, after my year, he was just the DBs coach and did really well. Um, of course, we, we we won state, but it was a league of only four teams, so it didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So like again, so, yeah, some of those teams are fucking absolute powerhouses. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, if you want to talk about the the Keystone thing. Uh, yeah, let's do, it. Gladly, let's do it. I'll gladly fill you in. Uh, so, do you know anything about it? I know that it is sort of the sour grapes, sore losers from the PA Libertarian Party split off and are now f- forming their own party, question mark? Yeah, you nailed it. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, essentially, Joe Solosky, who, you know, was, who thought he was going to be the, for sure, candidate for governor. Yeah. Uh, the problem is when you call all the Mises caucuses, cancers need to be cut out of the party. And when you fucking keep saying fucked up shit on social media, and then when you make stupid posts about like, you know, he's posing with a gun and mm-hmm. it was right before the convention. And he's like waiting for the Mises caucus buses to show up. And like, you know, <laughs> which by the way, like I understand it's sarcasm. He's not serious. Like, right. We all, yeah. do. we're fucking, we have humor and nuance, but we were all like, Oh, but that was us though. So you guys yeah. would be being like, you guys are threatening to kill us. Like, that's what you would say to us. Like, of course. Right. So it's, it's just hypocrisy that bothers me. It's annoying. 
So he's you know, so he got noted at fucking uh, you were there. <laughs> he got noted yeah, I was at, fucking, uh, at the fucking thing. I got up and I got up and confronted him about the Facebook post. Oh right. Yeah, that's right. So uh oh yeah, <laughs> that's right, you did. Um so he he him and all of his cohorts got fucking, you know, sour grapey. And even though I have them on my podcast, proof most of them saying they they'd stay with the party, uh, even if they lost. They'd stay and help out because it's about the party that matters. They all left and went to the Keystone party. Mm. And the interesting thing is, like, a bunch of people got phone calls from them. Oh, really? I did. Like, like, asking you to join the party or? For support. And for as running mates with Joe. Of course. So I have a robo killer on my phone. So, like, I didn't get the live call. So I went right to the voicemail, though, was like, I'm Joe Slosky. Yeah, it's like this whole fucking thing. And like, you know, he's like, I'm a liberty-minded candidate. Oh no. Because he can't say. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's the here's the catch though. Cause again, they called everybody. Yeah. They, they and it sounded like I don't know if they got volunteers who don't know anything that's going on with the interparty drama, or they hired people. Cause apparently, like, again, Mises guys got phone calls and they were like, Oh, who's running? Like you're playing, you know, baiting them and being like Joe Slosky, and they would be like, Is he the libertarian candidate? And they would be like, well, I don't know. I have to. Someone on this team has to get back to you. So like, they wouldn't say yes. Oh, but because they don't know. I think these people don't know. It sounds like they hire people. I don't know. Though. I could be fucking. I'm just guessing here. I'm alluding. Uh, but I'm questioning how the fuck they got all of our numbers and shit. Uh, I'm sure they like. I mean, y'all have party registration. I'm sure that that's some kind of party like public so- record. So right? yeah, but you gotta apparently there's like you gotta pay a shit ton of money to get the like and call like it's like a whole process behind that. It's not just as easy as like mm. just looking it up. Also, automated and all the numbers like you're not gonna look up like single handedly just go in and like look up the number. Like I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know how, but it's weird. <clears throat> it's it's we. I, I think it's weird if people who aren't registered got calls and I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that happened, but like, that would be, that would be weird. I think. Yeah. Either that or they stole the party. CRM. Whatever it's called. Yeah. CRM. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm saying I'm not I mean, anybody, Jen, but... Jen, Jen, what's her face? The More. former, yeah. The former chair. I mean, she's, she's part of it, isn't she? Oh yeah. No, oh, I'm hers, sure she, I'm sure. no she, they're, they're on it. Yeah. Uh, her Steve sheets. They were, she was, she had put it on a Facebook post asking for people for help and stuff. Yeah, she probably yeah. printed. She probably printed out the, <laughs> printed out all the records before she left. Before uh, she retweeted the Libertarian Defense Fund thing from the LPPA account, Twitter account, before oh, we really? could change passwords and stuff, we had to like unretweet it and stuff. Well, I'm not in charge yeah. of any of that, but I'm, I mean, we as like the collective we. Yeah, uh, I feel, yeah. They had I a, feel left out that I didn't get the I didn't get the Libertarian Defense Fund. Yeah, I don't know why you did it. I did. I, I mean, a lot of people did, but a lot of people also didn't. I don't understand how that mm-hmm. works either. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh. Jane, so uh fucking Jacob's chiming. I in. yes, I know. I are that, you not, dude? I don't fucking he's not, know. No, he's not Catholic. He's Whatever. like he's like a he's like an evangelical Presbyterian-ish. You know what, Jacob? Um, How about this? I don't give a shit. And How about that? He's gonna he's gonna yell <laughs> he's gonna yell at me for calling him Presbyterian too, because he's like a uh non um liturgical Calvinist, which uh whatever. You know what? This is my fault for trying to involve <laughs> my friend. You know what? Fuck him. I'm not <laughs> 
I'm just glad that I'm the only one who answered the question. This this is my fault. I'm trying to involve my buddy in a fun topic that I thought would be fun to talk about. And he hit me with the fucking, could you believe this guy thinking I'm Catholic? You're a cunt. And honestly, this is why I fucking hate you. And everyone, if you're listening, go to Jacob Winograd's podcast and unsubscribe from it. Go to his wait, fucking no, no, no. Wait, wait, unsubscribe. Wait. Wait two days. I'm on it tomorrow night. Okay, watch so. it and then unsubscribe forever and block him from your life. He's trash. He shouldn't be a person. He's shitty. I hate him. And he's also <laughs> awesome, and we love him. <laughs> so, by the way, that's a good question. I think I asked because my wife is my my my, my wife's Catholic. You know what? I'm gonna get to that after this. So anyway, that's that's pretty much where we're at with the whole Keystone party thing now. So, a bunch of the the Loberts got mad, left, fucking. Rage quit, said they wouldn't, projected on us that we were going to do that when we lost, even though we didn't. We just doubled down and sorted our efforts and made a stronger push to actually win. Uh, everything they said we would do, they've done. They're trying to bankrupt off the party on, on their way out. Like, we have, we don't have that much money in the, in the PA party. Because, like, our, our XED demanded all of his money that we owed him, even though, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, yeah, so, like, so, yeah, we're out. <laughs> and then you see the Nationals trying to do the same thing. We've got it baked into the ED's contract that, like, basically, if he doesn't fundraise, then he doesn't get paid. Well, d- uh, don't forget, uh, this was the old guard who made his contract. Oh, true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like we made the contract. He doesn't yeah. with us anymore. We don't have an ED anymore. This is the old ED. Dude, have you heard much about the Minnesota convention from a few weeks ago? I heard it went well. Well, it went well for Mises. It didn't go so well for the state party, I don't think. I, I feel almost guilty. Um, we so the Mises caucus, and I'm I'm technically a state organizer. We kind of Dan Spons is not a libertarian comic. No, he just busted my fuck you. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, so we yeah we treated it a little bit like um like we were a contentious state like PA, and so we went in with like our secret slate. We didn't and we didn't tell anybody that we had a slate, um of you know delegates and officers and all that stuff, and so like people people ran for delegate. And this is a, this is a lesson that, that I think other Mises states need to learn. Like if you're, if you're not a state that like has a lot of conflict, don't, don't create it where it doesn't need to be. Um, we like, people felt like they were the butt of the joke. Like they didn't, they, they went in thinking, Hey, I'm going to get a fair shot at this, at this office that I want to hold. Um, not knowing that, you know, 70% of the people in the room were Mises caucus. And we had, we are, we had already made our decision who was going to hold these offices. Mm. Uh, we didn't tell anybody we didn't, we, I mean, like I, t- I let it slip to some people, but uh, anyway, so like, you know, one, one, one girl who I absolutely adore had a just total meltdown and she's like, she's black. So she took it, she took it a little bit personally that um, she, she thought maybe it was race-based. She didn't really quite get that the, you know, caucus just didn't, endorse her um another lady who's been in the party forever uh she like is just an activist she's she's been she's held like every office there is um she's been on on our judicial committee she used to run our hospitality suite at the convention etc she apparently cried for two hours in her room um it was just an absolute shit show and it didn't need to be and then to make matters worse and i'm guilty of this we've uh like a, a small handful of us voted for nota for governor um, because we thought that it would be better strategically to run a different statewide candidate for ballot access. And so that blew up. We ended up without a governor candidate. And then the, the, the guy who was running for governor, because of course we just assumed, well, yeah, you care about this party more than you care about anything else. So you can run for auditor or secretary of state or whatever. Um, we didn't check with him beforehand. Like we made so many mistakes, so many tactical and strategic errors, 
um, that didn't need to be made. And so, um, yeah, like we're going to send a full, a full delegation to Mises caucus or almost full to Reno, but like at what cost uh, our party is kind of in shambles, which mm, I which didn't know sucks. any of that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know any of that. I, again, I just heard it was like, Oh, well, but I assume I, and yes, that's the thing you made a good point. Like, for anyone listening to me who who isn't PA based, like you guys aren't like <laughs> we had to do that. Like PA was a fucking shit show. Like we we well, actually yeah. had a legitimate purge. We like that had to be done. Like and we've got to do it at the national faith. convention too, right? Like legit bad faith actors. But yeah, if your state's cool, like don't do that. Like that's it's yeah. dumb. Like you're just gonna cause had, strife. Yeah, we had we had maybe two Mises haters in our state, and now like everyone's a Mises. No, hater. I mean <laughs> I, I, you know PA obviously, but like for, yeah. for those who don't, like it was literally like that. It was it was like no no no. This you got to go. You're just causing division. Like this is bad. Like this—that's what that we were. So we had to do that. Uh, that's that's sad. I guess. Yeah, that's a bummer. You don't want that. I mean, it is what it is. I guess now. So I can't we've got it, but... we've got damage control to do. I'm not. I'm no longer on the state board, which is probably for the best because I'm kind of a bomb thrower. But uh, I, I have a, <laughs> like I have a feeling in a year we're gonna be we're gonna be in a better position. But uh, yeah, right now we're kind of hurting, and it 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 really it kind of breaks my heart because I'm really close with a lot of the people that like are not Mises Caucus and who were kind of left out of the planning and scheming and all that hell i mean jay nygaard who was on adam kokesh's like this whole thing where adam kokesh is like all of a sudden front and center it's because of what happened in minnesota really yeah because our because the one of the governor candidates is a little unhinged he's i mean he's he's kind of like adam kokesh um (laughs) he's just kind of crazy kind of narcissistic but like a fantastic activist and so he wanted the he wanted the Mises endorsement. We didn't give it to him. Um, we didn't endorse anybody for governor, and he saw that as like a personal attack against him. Um, at first, he was calling it calling it a Mises conspiracy, but then when it turned out that only fourteen of us voted against him, like it just turned out that he didn't get enough enough votes. But he still took it really personally, um, and like blew up the the Kokesh side of things and of course now he's allying with nick sarwark because you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend of course yeah what so <sighs> that sucks <for> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all look at the you guys gotta do now god damn dude um that's definitely bummer. uh tell everybody about your fucking podcast it's great now we, we briefly talked about it before but you the blackbird podcast which yeah, I, I agree black- you are a really good interviewer i'm not just sucking your dick but like you are really good uh at interviewing this show is about your dick adam uh no, blackbirdpodcast.com is how you can find it. I just switched podcast hosts because I've been using Substack to host everything and Substack kind of a hassle um, for podcasts. Like their, their podcast hosting is still in beta. What do you um, uh, I switched to rss.com because they've got like podcast 2.0 technology. So if, you know, once the, you know how podcasts are kind of like the last wild west where nothing's censored. Um, so far. Um, so far, <laughs> yeah. So podcast 2.0, according to, um, Adam Curry, who was recently on the Tom Woods show talking about this, um, is sort of sort of a protection against that. Uh, so I, I went with RSS.com just because it was the cheapest one on the on the list. Okay. Um, we, we we use Red Circle. Yeah, Red Circle's good, and their yeah. their little ad service is awesome. We, um, that's how we make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that everybody on your on your network? No, you, you have to still your show has to make a certain like cut of like old listenerships only i think like two or three shows in our network are there mm-hmm. but not yeah not all of them but they're working i mean it's 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 not that much like they'll build to it it just takes a little bit of time yeah cool. uh but yeah so yeah keep going yeah so what it is is an interview show it's not a libertarian podcast although yeah. i do have a lot of libertarians on 
um i've had everybody like this my most recent guest was a sexologist um named carol queen who's just awesome she's a she's like a historian of transgenderism basically <laughs> which is which is a really interesting topic in itself um so i've had her i've had you know every, everybody from her like on the very far like reaches of the sort of counterculture and left leftist politics and stuff to you know um God, I forgot. I forgot his name. He goes by a pen name. He's been canceled so many times that he has to keep changing his name. I think it's Jacob, Jacob something. I, uh, anyway, him on like the far right, um, and kind of everybody in between, a whole bunch of libertarians and stuff like that. But um, I, I ask questions. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't go in it with any kind of agenda. I just like to have a conversation, and that's that kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I pretty much only have on people that I like so far but yeah. even if i didn't i necessarily or not that i didn't like but maybe if i had different opinions i wouldn't necessarily push back on their opinion i just want to hear them talk yeah that's the, that's thing, the thing like i'm not here to combat you necessarily I'm, unless i'm doing like a straight up like debate but if i'm not and i just want to hear you talk like i don't i'm not owed anything to fucking push my thought on 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 you or the guy you know whoever i'm yeah. talking to it's like who gives a shit I want to hear him sorry uh, Sam Jacobs is the name of the, the right wing guy. I wish I had remembered that. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Dave Rubin, but uh, his kind of style where he, he sort of emulates Larry King where like, you don't really know mm -hmm. what his opinion is. Um, I, I kind of like that. It, like it just, it just lets the other person kind of air their, air their opinions and stuff. Do, and, do, you, do you hate him? Cause he's a more famous right wing gay than you. So you have yeah, to <laughs> now I, I, I don't know why I hate him so much. Cause like, Jack Mason from the Perfume Nationalist podcast is just he's my he's he's like I I love him to death and he's a more famous right wing gay than I am. He's <laughs> he's more he's more gay, more famous, and more right wing than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Trifecta, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's uh, that's like the left's axis powers. <laughs> I hate that Dave Rubin uses his his sexual orientation so often as like like oh i i'm gay so you should you should also include me in your victim class which like mm -hmm. that's not yeah. a, that's not a thing anymore it's like chill um, yeah it's like yeah. it's like because you're just doing what the left does <laughs> that we hate yeah you know it's like you're just doing their thing you're just doing their tactic he's yeah. he's kind of grown on me a little bit lately i've been watching he's been doing these uh like just sitting and talking to the camera type things mm -hmm. i kind of like those i think it may, may it might be his interviews that i don't like and i don't know why because i try to emulate him <laughs> which <laughs> uh yeah man it's it's um it, i that's why I, I don't consider this show an interview show or, or a podcast because it's like i it's hard it's, it's a very unique talent and i'm a comic with for sure add or something so like i just yeah. like to talk to people and like throw out like i definitely like certain questions i have for you or someone else that i might want to get to but yeah. like if it doesn't it doesn't it just goes where it goes like again i've talked three days in a row with this raven soul thing because i'm fascinated by it. my wife just got home and she's gonna hear me talk about it again and she'd be like shut the fuck up about the raven <laughs> what's that the, oh the, the soul the thing that you ask on twitter yeah yeah so what's the what's the what's the premise okay. of your question so my wife's a catholic school teacher she's she's mm -hmm. gonna be so mad that she just walked in the door and she's gonna hear me talk about this and she's a she's a theology <laughs> teacher too right She's a theology teacher. Yeah. Right. She's, and she knows her shit. Like, she's pretty good. Yeah, like, course. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really, I mean, actually, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, it, it sounds like she knows her shit. <laughs> right. So, from my knowledge, I think she knows yeah. her shit. Uh, but, um, yeah, sometimes I'll throw a question because I'm not religious necessarily like you or Catholic or like her, you know, but I, I mean, I was Catholic. I am Catholic, technically. You know, I was baptized, confirmed, went to Catholic high school the whole nine. Sure. But I'm, I don't necessarily believe in a God. I believe in, I don't know what I believe in. I just don't know. 
So I like to throw questions at her sometimes, but like a little more like random questions that I wouldn't necessarily know from going to Catholic school. So I'm fascinated by animals, me, myself. And, you know, her thing was, she always used to tell me, I was, I remember I asked her once, I was like, how come animals don't go to heaven and hell? Like, why is that? Like they're living creatures what we are. Why don't, why do they, you know, she's like, well, cause they don't, they, they don't, they can't judge right from wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was like, no, there has to be animals that, there's like there's a guideline for that, right? So I looked into it, and again, I love animals. So dolphins, dolphins are the only other animal besides us that kill indiscriminately. They kill for sport, they kill for pleasure. They don't. There's no reason like they'll just kill for to kill. Two two creatures, us and them. So I asked her that, and she's like, "That's not a reason because they don't morally necessarily know why they're doing that. Like they're just yeah, they're killing for kill, but now they're like, fuck yeah, I killed that poor. Like that was her point. I was like, okay." So then I was like, there has to be an animal that's like a level above that. And then I was like, ravens, ravens are brilliant. They, but here's the thing about ravens is they're self-aware and they understand they have thought and they're, they, they, they even understand like water displacement, like how like water moves and stuff like that. And they, they hold funerals for their other dead fucking crows and shit. Uh, really? Yeah. They, they'll teach their uh, kids. Um, if you were a dick to them, they'll remember you that you were a dick. And they'll fuck with you and they'll also have babies and they'll teach their babies that you were a dick and those babies will fuck with you on the inverse. If you were cool, that Raven will reward you and they'll teach your babies to bring you presents all the time. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So I think like all the fact that the bird's self-aware of itself and knows it has thought like what more do you need in a, you know, in, for a spirit, you know, for like a moral, like, like it, it that sounds like he understands what's right from that bird understands right from wrong. And it makes all these very informed decisions. So why isn't that like, a? and then I don't know. And then she was like, no, cause it's still not made in God's image. That was her, sure. I think final point. That's what it is. So the difference between animals and, and plants actually, and humans, did you not say that? Sorry. What'd you say? What'd you say? Right. But why right. don't they have a soul here? Yeah. So th that's what, that's what we'll get into. Okay, you don't have to curse that me. That's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest challenge. She's actually right. She did say that. She's actually right. Uh, she did say okay, you're right. In, you're right. My bad. So one time so, in one time in junior theology, my buddy Matt and I. So this is another high school story, but uh, my buddy Matt and I were playing the penis game where you where you start out just whispering penis, and then you start saying it louder: penis, penis, penis. And like we we said it enough that our theology teacher, Miss Elschlep, who was the greatest teacher in the world, she, she just screams penis like as loud as she fucking could. Like you could hear it throughout the school uh, to just kind of end the game. Uh, and so anyway, that's what your wife just heard. All right. So so that's pretty much the answer then is that because a raven isn't serving God, so it doesn't count. No. So. <sighs> The reason that a human soul, which is a spiritual soul, is different from she did tell you, Josh. Um, Josh Sabolsky, what was I going to say about him? Oh, yeah, he's Canadian. That's yeah, the other thing. Boo. He doesn't know anything about hockey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a Penguins fan or something. Uh, really? I think so. Oh, weird. Um, what was I saying? So humans have spiritual souls, animals and plants have material souls. Um, what that kind of means is that the animal and plant soul has kind of a unity to it. it like there's a reason that a tree doesn't decay when it's still a tree but like if you cut off a log from the tree then it does decay that's the soul that keeps it that keeps it um, intact uh same with an animal um with a spiritual soul that soul can exist separate from the body um 
so that's the kind of theological breakdown of it, I guess. It's part of the essence of what it is to be human, to have a spiritual soul. Mm. Um, and what that, what that, in my opinion anyway, given that the spiritual soul is created in the image and likeness of God, that soul can exercise charity. It can exercise that agape love that God has, the sort of selfless, like, um, love for love's sake, not love to get something else. Uh, in return. So like the crow or the raven probably is teaching their kids in order to propagate their species. They're not teaching their kids to be good just for goodness sake. Right. So that's... they're they're wanting to get something from it. That's the kind of difference between isn't that... human spiritual soul and an animal material okay. soul. So it's not necessarily just thought. It just yeah. has to, okay. Because that could, I mean even what you just like right like for propagating their species still implies they have awareness to be like we need to keep this oh, yeah. going like we do that's what i'm saying that's still totally. super high intelligence level as as opposed to our dogs who's downstairs right now who we love way more than a bird and that thing is pretty dumb <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like comparatively that's a dumb that's a dumb animal and we're like all dogs go to heaven <laughs> we're like fuck ravens and shit it's weird i don't know it's, it's weird how like our relationship with animals are i guess it's like it's like we use them, but like they're so important to us as a thing. I don't know. I'm just fascinated by the whole, by the whole scope of that. And I, that's why I always ask her like religious questions like that. I always like try to go down those rabbit holes of like, like I asked her uh, if cloning was cool, and she's like, no. I was like, all right, I don't know. I was, I was just <laughs> yeah, well, so cloning is cool. cloning isn't cool for the same reason that birth control and and gay sex aren't cool. Right. Like uh, that it goes against it goes against the unitive and procreative. Right. nature of marriage said, yeah. yeah 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 so, so I, I mean you know obviously i am living in sin or <laughs> yeah, the church right. is, or, or the church is wrong but but uh you know i mean <laughs> it makes it it makes sense moral theology makes sense that's why that's why i still would tell you that i'm a catholic because like um if anything makes sense it's catholic theology that makes sense to me yeah no and like as i've gotten older too like i i've for sure have you know been like oh i get the unity like the moralism more like mm. i don't necessarily agree with like the if you've stories listening, behind it if you know you've been I'm listening saying? to pete as show you kind of uh, well i mean he's been beating me over the head but uh not not literally or yeah, of even, course yeah no, he, like, like he's not he's not like targeting me but holy shit like quit writing this stuff it's kind of triggering <laughs> me a little bit <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's like that thing of like uh it's like oh i get I get why like religion is like could be good. Like I totally understand it, mm. and like I, I think it's better than I think it's better than not being religious for sure. Like I think it's better if, for you and your brain. There's a fucking goddamn flying here. I'm gonna get it eventually. I was wondering what you were swatting at. Her. That was it. I, I tried right. to get it three times. It keeps eluding <laughs> me. It's so annoying. But I want to make a scene because I'm just trying to fucking like stealthily catch it like a fucking like Ralph Macchio. I'm I'm failing. But like uh, what was I just fucking saying? Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's better. I think it's better to have some sort of religion in your life. I mean, depending on the religion, not some psychotic fucking yeah. like beat people religion or anything, but like, you know, some sort of grounded religion in your life than it is over just being like, okay. I, I always make this example the comparison a lot. The left especially will mock God and religion a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, that's you guys are dumb for believing in whatever, like ABC you're dumb, but their religion became the state and government. And they just blindly follow the government and like, they won't see that as religion. <laughs> like that's their religion. It's very yeah. annoying. And that's, and again, I'd rather follow a guy in the clouds 
with the beard and throwing lightning bolts than the fucking state religion. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like it's um excuse me. I so I went to the gym today and Don't brag. I feel I feel I feel so <laughs> great. Like I've been going to the I've I've lost I've lost a couple of pounds uh this month. Um I've been intermittent fasting and going to the gym. I've got a personal fast trainer, every day all that stuff. Saturday. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Um I feel better. I like I feel hungry a lot, but like it's it's good. Like the, the payoff goes away. How long have you yeah, been? like a few weeks oh dude okay not to cut you off but i've i've been doing it for like well i i did it for like two years and i took like a okay. year off it but i'm doing it again now and the first two three weeks month is like mm, it goes away like, yeah because you remember this is uh, every time you get hungry look in the mirror and go you're not gonna starve to death pussy right exactly that's the thing like and just the, move on with your day like you you can go like yeah weeks without food it's great yeah so i sit there and i drink i drink those little those little lacroix but they're, like mm-hmm. the target brand lacroix because yeah. i'm cheap <laughs> um and that gets like some flavor in my mouth but other than that so anyway i went to the gym today and then i knew i was doing this so i didn't have time to make dinner so i went to taco bell for dinner um and now i'm drinking my taco taco bell drink why am i telling you this oh because i burped that's what it was i burped like <laughs> i turned my head so hopefully the mic didn't keep it up didn't pick it up um, I don't know if the Bible says this or if it's just a fucking praise and worship song, but, uh, the, the kind of cliche, I guess, is that we're like created to worship. Um, it's like within our nature to worship something or someone or some entity and, um, whether it's biblical or not. And Jacob, if you're still here, you can tell me, um, whether it's biblical or not, it's, it's like we are going to find some religion and the way that I define religion. Um, and this is, this is kind of, this is kind of hokey and, and like pop theology, but um, you have three aspects that make a religion. It's a creed, a code and a cult. The creed is like the, we believe part. This is, this is the, this is the doctrine. There's the, the code is like the morals, the uh, we do this, we don't do this. Um, and if we, if we do what is, proscribed or fail to do what is prescribed then we have fallen short of the of the of the code um, and then the cult is the rituals the 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 formal worship that we engage in and so whether you're catholic and your creed is you know i believe in one god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and your code is you know the theology of the body and the and the um natural law uh, and your cult is the um liturgy or if you're a left-wing American Marxist and your creed is, you know, woke political, you know, activism and your code is, you know, don't use the N-word, don't use blackface, um, do raise your fist and do go to these protests. And your cult is the actual form of the protest, the taking of the knee, the raising of the fist, all of this stuff. You are for the most part, there's people that are outliers, obviously not everybody falls into this, but for the most part, most people, and especially people who tend to be followers. And I tend to be a follower. We were just talking about that. Um, I'm not a great strategist. I'm not a great leader, uh, but I will fall in line behind, you know, behind a great leader, which is why it's so dangerous for me too to, to have this sort of religious um, mentality because, you know, I could easily fall into the cult of Michael Heiss, which doesn't exist but like, you know, if it did, <laughs> they think it does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't want to give anybody ammo, but like, you know, I've, I've even straight up said like, I'll follow Michael Heiss anywhere he goes. And when I said that, I was like, holy shit, did I just say that? Because like, 
you don't want to say like I don't want to say that. What if my right. becomes Hitler? Like <laughs> right, 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 right. That'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be, that'd be so funny though. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I get you though. You, you don't want to just completely just commit to anybody. You just yeah. want to be yeah your own but, kind of independent. But most people are like that. Most people are not independent minded. That includes libertarians, probably uh, even more so than like completely apolitical people, especially apolitical people now, because everything is politicized. And this is what I love so much about my partner who I keep bringing up and I'm going to keep bringing him up on every podcast that I guest on because like, I love this dude so much because he stays completely independent. He doesn't care about politics. Like he has his opinions and stuff, but like he understands that it's a complete waste of time. And like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, totally, I totally love that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what am I, what am I driving at? So he, like, he's sort of escaped this, what I believe is human nature. Um, this sort of like need to worship this need to be a member of a religion, which, uh, he, he teases me because he thinks that I call everything a religion. And I kind of do, um, because kind of everything is a religious, like, like any collectivist mentality is sort of religious. And that, that applies to libertarianism as much as it does to Catholicism or Islam or anything else. And I don't. I, I feel like I've completely derailed this conversation, but uh, I, no, you know. not at all. No, this is what all the shit I'm interested. <laughs> in. This is why I fucking like talking about this shit. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool. Uh, yeah, I just I, I like all those philosophical like religious questions. But again, like, the boring stuff. Like I'm like whatever. I learned all that shit in school. Like I want to hear like the like the weird mm. more is esoteric the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> is that the word? Yeah. I think so, right? Like the more outlandish. Like, uh, I was, I, I remember I asked my wife one time, I was like, okay, I heard angels aren't what like we think they are. Like I heard like the real look of an angel, is, like something horrifying. It's like a bunch of yeah. eyes wrapped around circles and shit or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, why is that not ever taught? <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's because, um, kind of try Like, I don't know if, the, if this was your experience in, in Catholic school, but in my experience our like freshman, freshman theology was called Bible. Like that's all it was. It was just biblical theology. Pretty much. And, yeah. But we didn't open the Bible maybe more than two or three times. It was all taught out of a textbook where we learned about how like, oh, this is this is why the, this is why the book of Genesis is unreliable as history. And like, OK, great. That's that's fine. But like, teach me that in biology class. I don't I, right. <laughs> theology class to learn about the Bible. Dude, I think I went to four years of high school and I, we never had to carry a Bible around ever. Yeah. Like ever, we had, ever, we ever. had one. We had to we had to freaking buy one. But like we just never opened it. It was terrible. Like my the spine, the spine's not even broken. Like I still have my high school Bible. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah. Again, well though I was got the school teacher, and like it's weird. They're like trying to push that part out of the school. It's like it's like, yeah, it's like it well, you get some liberal leadership, let's uh. say, and then what happens? What's more important now? Oh, well, math is or science yeah. is. Not so much and like, like you know. I mean, maybe they are. I don't of, know. Of course, but like, no. But here's my thing, dude. It's like, if but like you have to raise. It's a Catholic it, school, though. Like, yeah, there's it, a it, reason it, their parents sent them there, right? It's like, hey, <laughs> that's the thing. You know, everything else is second. I understand that. Like, I understand in that aspect. Catholic school one, then math, science, fucking biology, everything. It's like, of course, it's it's the only place it should be like that. <laughs> You're going there for a reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. So, but yeah, but then like you get the like the, the these liberal teachers coming in from like California and the West Coast, and they're being like, um, can we should just make religion like whatever, like <laughs> like, like an extracurricular? Yeah. And they're like, what? Fuck out of here! Like, no. Do they do they have do they have mass like once a month or something like that? Like, uh, hey Steph, how many times do you guys have mass on the average? They used to have it every month. 
now it's three to four times a year. So there you go. Whoa. Wow. So it's like a quarter. <laughs> it's like every three what what stuff? They say it's hard to get a priest. That's why they don't do it. Oh, it is. That's, There's the, I mean, oh, it really, is it really? Well, the, nobody, nobody's. I like how this is so loud that you can just clearly hear her. Like, that's how much she's <laughs> echoing. That's crazy how loud this is. Uh, okay, so, so everyone's just leaving pretty much. Okay, well, there's your answer. Don't say names. <laughs> don't say names. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying don't say names because we're on a live pod. I don't want these names getting out or anything. People are watching. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. So it's just like not a lot of, I guess it's just hard to find priests. I, I guess also I, I bet you a lot of priests aren't even like going to seminary and stuff like that. I bet you it's just yeah, like a dying, right? It's like a dying out job, right? It's on the rise, though. I mean, just like, just like, I mean, you've seen it on Twitter. Everybody's becoming Orthodox Christian. I mean, I do believe that we are entering a new spiritual age. Like, um, what do you mean by entering a new spiritual age? Like, 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 so Vinarmani, of course, is the one who said it first. Um, we're entering, we're entering an age of magic. Is was like the uh, such a douchey thing to say, though. Really, I know. If you say I'm, I'm, we're entering an age of magic, I want to kick you. Nobody in the knows what teeth. you. Nobody knows it's what you're such talking a about. Douchebag thing to say. Yeah, it really. Everything he says is kind of a douchebag thing to say. But he's smart <laughs> and insightful, and if you can get out of him what he actually is trying to say, then usually it is worth trying to get out of it. Um, and so it appears, at least like from my high school's. Um, like alumni magazine and just anecdotally that more and more people are discerning their vocation to the priesthood or to the diaconate or whatever. Um, which I, you know, I, I see that as a good thing. I, I, I think that there needs to be, I think that the Catholic church needs to thrive and I think it needs to like shut off the Marxism that has sort of just run rampant for the last half century. Um, because it's a, it is one of the last bulwarks against the like encroaching, just radical secularism. Um, Pope John Paul II was like one of the primary reasons that the Soviet Union fell, for instance. And without a very, very strong church like that, then it leaves the entire world in danger. And like the Libertarian Party can can be something of like a like a, like a, like a little bit of the armor, but what, what we're engaged in right now is really a spiritual battle. I mean, when I say that, you know, American progressivism is a religion, I don't mean that metaphorically. It really is. I agree. Like they believe that they're in a spiritual battle. We need to understand that they believe that. And we need to understand that, like, that really is the case. Um, and so when I say that we're entering a new spiritual age, echoing Vin Armani, who said, who called it an age of magic, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's really what I mean. Like we're, we're moving beyond the materialist modern age, um, characterized by the American founding, by, uh, the atom bomb, by Marxism, which is a, when Jordan Peterson says like neo-Marxist postmodernists, like that's not a thing. Marxism is inherently modernist. It is a materialistic right. ideology in to its core. Oh yeah, um, for sure. 
so and Jordan Peterson on the other hand is a is a pretty good postmodernist, <laughs> ironically <laughs> yeah. enough. Um, but uh, but so we're so we're entering this we're entering this age where things have moved beyond the material. We have found that salvation is not in the material. Mm. Um, we're 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 not going to win anything using elections and bombs and uh, commerce. I mean, anarcho-capitalism is a beautiful um, ideology and a pretty holistic one at that, but it's completely incomplete because it doesn't take into account the human aspect of, of everything. Um, and humans are, are a duality. We've got our, we've got our, our body and our material, our material essence, but we also have this spiritual essence that has to be fed. Otherwise we're going to revolt. And that's what's happening right now. Um, we're, we're seeing the spiritual aspect of society just collectively revolting because we have found, we've tried this materialist thing. I like to say that Ayn Rand was sort of the beginning of the end for materialism. She was such an absurd, like, <laughs> like, like caricature of the enlightenment, which kind of started it. Um, and that, that climb out of Ayn Randianism into whatever postmodernism is, is now kind of at its apex. And we're going to start going back downhill towards the, towards the spiritual side of it. Um, when, when, and then, you know, I mean, once we hit the bottom of that hill, which might be in 20 years, it might be in 200 years. I mean, the enlightenment was a long time ago. Uh, then we'll enter a new material age. Like it's a, it's a cyclical thing. Right. Um, it undulates. But... So yeah, no, that's uh that's, it's just interesting to think about, it. and you're right because you're like the more and more I look at around, and you're like, oh yeah, votes don't matter, elections don't matter, money doesn't yeah. really matter, well, buying doesn't matter. You're, you're right, none of it matters, and it really is this underground. I almost feel like spiritual pendulum between these two yeah. sides, and, and we're fighting the good fight, but like without, it's like we all know we're fighting the fight without saying it. Almost, it's like it's, like it's this feeling we all have. It's completely permeating everything. That's why the that's why the LP right now is in such. Um, conflict. Everything's in conflict. Literally, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like the. It's not like the LP is the only thing. Look at the Republican Party. You've got Liz Cheney versus Donald Trump. Like the yeah. the the materialists, like um, the warmongers, like Liz Cheney. The materialists, like the uh, like the we have to we have to try to win elections um, in the LP. Which like you're not going to win elections. Just stop it. Um, I say that all, the time, and I feel like a dick. Yeah, because here's the thing. They we can win it's but it's mayor and shit like city council it's like yeah. winning, winning governor sorry right. like it's not like i, I would not love yet to. anyway right it did not happen and in the democratic party it's the same thing i mean the the hillary clinton joe biden um sort of old school uh the democrats are are kind of doing it a little bit more slowly um they're they're a lot more corrupt than the gop and the libertarian party they have political machines in place that will prolong their materialist phase but the spiritualists, the AOCs and the, and the, the squad types, they're going to, they're going to come there. I mean, eventually this machine is going to die. Um, I hope that, I hope that this delay in the Democrats, uh, inevitable shift into spiritual. And I, I say spiritual here loosely, obviously, um, it's not like they're meditating, but, uh, this, this sort of descent into spiritualism, um, that's character characterized by the people who are more moralistic than political. Uh, I hope that this delay may, gives us um, kind of right wingers, for want of a better term, 
I hope it gives us a little bit more of a runway because obviously they're the ones in power and we have to overcome that somehow. Cause like they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're moralists, they're spiritualists um, are not exactly peaceful. You know, they're going to start locking us up. They're going to start shooting us. Um, once it becomes clear that banning us from Twitter is not enough. Uh, I agree, dude. That's a sad, but good place to end. <laughs> Cause yeah. I have to, I have Ooh. to go do a stupid Q and a for a uh, candidate thing. Like, well, tell me a the, joke. The bucks X com. Uh, my, my, my life. A hundred percent. All right, cool. Adam, thank you so much, uh, man. Yeah, dude, James, thank you for coming on. Uh, please plug away whatever you want to tell the people where they can find you and your great podcast and all that stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at James LJ and blackbirdpodcast.com. Um, currently in a bit of a shambles because I'm switching hosts, but uh, go there. All of my shows are, are posted. Um, tune in on Sunday mornings to my live streams. That's that. Boom. James, thank you, sir. Don't leave. I don't say goodbye off air to you. Okay, cool. I pull out. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in as always. I got to do more bullshit work. Okay. Thanks, Love everybody. everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.